Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Mad Viking Beard Company. MadVikingBeard.com Drop that razor, grow that beard. Welcome to the Horde and Beard On. In the real world, be just people with ideas. In the real world, be just people with ideas. Welcome back to another episode of Spass Holes. I'm here with Eric. How you doing? Doing pretty dang good. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. So Erica's surgery went well. If you guys follow us on our social media, on Instagram or Facebook with Spouse Holes Podcast, um, I did put some pictures up to just show the surgery and all that, but we will go into more detail about that in a different episode just because we have a lot of great stuff for this episode. We really do. All right. I'm excited to get into some holes. Let's dive into some holes. All right. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I got this. All right. Let's hear it. All right. Here we go. So a lady down in Houston thought it would be a bright idea to play chicken with her kids. She was in her car. Kids were on the ground. How old are the kids? I mean, uh, it's not okay. It's this is ne- not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> but I guess how, how old are they? Young. Pretty young. A uh, three-year-old actually died. Oh, no. Yeah. Could you imagine the story you have with the cops later on oh, saying, what an idiot. my three-year-old died, died. How? Playing chicken with me. Do you know if she was arrested? Or? Oh, yeah, she's arrested and everything. Like, it's. Jeez. Check out the link when we post it. It's going to be a sad one, but a good one. That's crazy. Yeah, that's I definitely a hole for sure. All right. Um, that's sad. <laughs> that is so it's a, sad. It's a, it's a little bit of a downer. <laughs> it is really. <laughs> I mean, I guess all that's what holes are. I mean, it's just really not. Shit people in the yeah, world. Yeah, just. People, bad people in society. All right, do you want to hear mine? Let's get it. It's a little bit funnier, so maybe it'll bring it up a little bit. Right, let's bring this up. We got a good episode. All right, so mine is a man caught performing disgusting act on Florida's homeowner's driveway. The disgusting act is he shit in this guy's driveway. You know, we've all been there. <laughs> well, the owner is like not like he understands that accidents happen if you have to really go to the bathroom he totally gets it he just wants an apology but he's like why didn't you just go in the lawn like somewhere where it's easier for me to pick up but i guess he i took him a second to clean it up it was hot outside and he had to like hose it down and pick up as much as he could and then hose it you know bleach it and everything so so it wasn't necessarily a matter of like him being destructive or anything or trying to he be just like, be an ass okay so it was like vandalism it wasn't yeah like he, he was like, walking in by the video and, no in the video the guy pulls up in the driveway it's this guy has it on his ring uh, you know if you guys have the mm-hmm. com- the cameras outside on your doorbell or whatever so he has the, the ring and it caught the guy in the car it's not a very good image of his face but the car pulls up and he gets out of the car and he he shits in the guy's driveway gets back in and then leaves so it's like it's not like it was an accident like he like i guess he just he drove in and you know did his business so do you think it was he was just driving along and then it hit him or it was targeted to this guy he's not sure and they don't know because they don't know who the guy is and they want to pick him up and talk to him about it but he's the guy he's just the homeowner saying like if it wasn't if it was like this is do or die do it in the grass. Do it in the grass. Like, even knock on his door. He's like, knock on the door if I'm home, you know, and just tell me the situation and I'll do what I can. Well, let's, let's talk about the level of savagery here for a second. This guy, even if it was vandal or not, rolled up, 
shit in a driveway and i doubt he had paper to wipe with oh no that was another thing he used his shirt he used his shirt yeah to wipe he used himself. his shirt to wipe himself okay with. so that just, and he left it on the driveway that's a whole nother level yes. like i mean <laughs> right i i like my shirts <laughs> and so for me it's like i would use my sock or i would just pull it up and walk away and i think that would be a more useful way of dealing with it than using my shirt off my back that's savage yeah, that is pull up that is a open whole the door savage. squat down take off your you know do your business take off your shirt wipe yourself and then yeah i'm gonna have to watch this video clip so you're telling me that he starts shitting with shirt on takes shirt off after he's done then wipes uh, that's what it sounds like yeah there, oh we don't see the video um, there is a video, and I didn't watch it because I didn't want to see somebody shitting in the yard or in the driveway. Um, it covers him. You know what? He takes his shirt off. I'm watching it as we speak. He takes his shirt off. Mid-shit. Before shit. Squats oh, down. Does his imagine? business. Wipes himself. Oh, could you imagine if you would have done it post? I mean, you can't see any of his private area just because the door's blocking him. So okay, he's so blocked. in this, I'm taking the side of he was just in dire need and wanted a little bit more privacy the way that he keeps his door blocking him a little bit but but then do you think he knew that there was a camera there because i don't know if a lot of people realize when people have those cameras it's not about necessarily the camera but it's more he pulled off the road so that he wasn't directly on the road to be seen and it looks like he does that just to kind of give himself a little bit of privacy i'm leaning towards this guy just had to shit because if i'm trying to be one, if I'm trying to do it because I'm mad at you and I'm trying to just do it as out of vandalism, I'm going to the porch. But I just feel like there's a wall kind of next to him of like a little fence of little bushes. I would have like hit in there. Yeah, that's true. But if it's like three, two, one shit, I mean. I guess that's true. I mean, but gave, I don't think it's three, two, one though. You had enough time to stand up and pull your shirt off and squat true. down. That is true. I don't know. Either way, this guy's a hole to me oh big hole <laughs> i mean i would have been pissed if you can't so. control your hole you're a big hole <laughs> all right so i mean that brings it up a little bit should we do some plugs oh yeah let's plug it up so we can get to this lovely episode all right so yeah keep going okay so i'll keep going with the positivity all right i guess it's not positivity oh shitting in a driveway that's some good laughs there's something positive to be said all right so mine is a chick-fil-a manager go chick-fil-a i love chick-fil-a by the way um this guy is a teenager he's like 19 he sees a (laughs) six-year-old choking in the back seat thanks eric for flipping me off (laughs) he sees a six-year-old in the back seat choking on his seatbelt jumps through the drive through the window goes and cuts the seatbelt and saves the kid's life and he's obviously a hero um and so he is my (laughs) he is my plug but i'm assuming that he's your plug too (laughs) he is my plug but i came prepared with another one (laughs) that i can pull out of thin air all right let's hear your plug from thin air i mean kudos yeah kudos Kudos, that's an awesome plug we both ran across it we don't like to talk to about plugs with each other or holes so we can see the initial reaction between the two of us about our plugs and holes and my reaction was eric flipping me off so if you guys are tuning in for the first time plugs are positive people or positive stories that we hear in the news that we like to plug up that negativity with so yeah the negativity being the holes of the week 
just bad people in the news or in our daily lives. Right. So don't be a hole. Be a plug. <laughs> All right. Let's so I yours. got another one. Right. This uh, guy in the woods comes across a wolf in a trap. Oh. And apparently he felt like the wolf was doing good things in his area, like ki- killing the things that he wants dead. And so he didn't want the wolf to die. And so he risks his life in a sense, you know, right. to free this wolf. Cause it was a pretty big wolf. There's a good video on it. So when we upload the link, you'll see it. But this guy, uh, has to figure out a clever way to free a wolf from a trap. I guess it's like a bear trap maybe, or wow. maybe a wolf trap who knows, but yeah, he actually goes in there and frees a freaking wolf. It was pretty cool. That's crazy. Yeah. I know that a lot of people like want to kill wolves or they're not. Well, it just depends on like the ecosystem around you. Sometimes they're the overpopulated thing. So you do need to kill them. But in some cases the wolves are good because they're keeping, you know, rabbit populations down and just the balance of it. So it's just, it's all about balance. Yeah. That's crazy though. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm sure a lot of, I would let it die. I know you would have. I I was going to say, I'm sure a lot of animal lovers out there are thinking that this guy's the biggest plug. So that's awesome. Yep. So go dude who's willing to sacrifice himself for a wolf. (laughs) So I think we just get right into this episode. I think so too. So this is my buddy and, and also his wife is here to talk a little bit about their experience with what they do we can't forget his son andre and his son andre um i've known them since junior high so kind of a little bit of history back there but they are doing awesome as far as the barbering industry and just being entrepreneurs yep and so this will be the first episode interview of our series of extreme talent slash dream jobs i hope you enjoy So we're here with Caesar from Caesar's Royal Lounge. What's your uh, Instagram handle? Uh, so you can find us Caesar's Royal Lounge, and on Facebook is Caesar's Royal Lounge Barbershop. All right, everybody, check that out. He is very gifted when it comes to the barbering world. He's hooked me up many times. Yeah. I can say I've honestly looked my best after leaving his shop. I can agree to that. Oh yeah. shit, that was, that was a little too quick. <laughs> See, I tell people, I'm like, I cut guys' hair, but I don't do it for the guys. I do it for the women. Wow. We appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> we smell, smell nicer. It's true. They come back smelling good, looking good. <laughs> so I feel like he showered even if he didn't shower that yeah. day. <laughs> but for our listeners, we're actually doing a special series that we're starting with Caesar, where it's super talent slash dream job. And for Caesar, it's actually super talent. He doesn't think it's his dream job, but he is super talented. <laughs> what's, what's your dream job? You told me it. Do you remember yeah. what you said? It made me laugh. See, my thing is to not have a job. Have hobbies that I'd love to do that would generate income. So, like, what kind of hobbies? Um, damn. Haircuts, for example. <laughs> <laughs> so you just want to manage everybody else. Damn, not necessarily. I just want to do what I love to do, you know, and in return, you know, try to figure out how to make that hobby generate me income. So essentially, I'm living off of what I love to do. And yeah, that's the crazy part is like to me, barbering was I never even knew it was a thing, you know, like a culture. I always thought, oh, people cut hair, you know, right. type of thing. And when I was young, I started cutting hair, you know, just as a hobby. Like, to me, it was cousins cutting hair and 
it's like, yo, I need to try that, you know? They made it look fun, so it's like, shit, they could do it, I could do it. <laughs> so do you and remember I, your first haircut? Yeah. Who was your first haircut? No. <laughs> it was either myself or my little brother. And I got a feeling it was, unfortunately, my little brother. <laughs> <laughs> that was before, before now, right? Before your good talent actually yeah. started to show. No, he hooked it up. I mean, probably just because he didn't know, you know, what a good or bad haircut was. But <laughs> So how old was he? Was he? Maybe like 8 to 10-ish. Okay. Definitely elementary. Yeah, I'd say about he was like 8 to 10. What a good sport. Yeah. That's, and how old were you at that time? At that time, so when I started cutting hair, I was probably, hmm, let's say 12, about 12 to 14 years old. Like 12 is probably when I got my clippers and 14 was like, all right, I need to start doing this. Like, it's fun. Let's keep it going type of thing. Huh. <laughs> wow, that's a lot younger than I was. That my guess would have been would have been, you know, 18. That's when I first cut hair or something, but that's that's impressive. Yeah, dude, I started young. Well, luckily with my cousins too, it was them, you know, that got the clippers and, you know, just them doing their thing in the bathroom, cutting each other's hair, which I think back now, and it might have not even been the best haircuts, but just the fact that they were doing it and the hair was getting shorter, I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> I was like, that's real. And then I tried it for my first time and it was, you know, like just doing a sport. Like I just fell in love with it quick, but I feel like more than anything, it was the art or now that I'm, you know, more in tune with it, I'm like, maybe it was just the meditation part of it, you know, being so focused, doing something with it. That probably got me, but it definitely was a hobby for sure, like a, you know, doing art for sure. So then did they inspire you, your cousins, or was it? Hell yeah. It was I don't them? think I would be cutting hair if they weren't, if they didn't ever purchase them to try to do it themselves. Because to me, that was like, why the hell would we go to Walmart to try to get clippers to do our own haircuts? It was just more of like, hey, let's go to the random spot, get your haircut. But at the time, I didn't know what a good and bad haircut was either. It's just like, let's go in, get cut, you are done and just work with it. It is what it was. <laughs> so do they come in and get haircuts from you now or do they have their own shop? I'm going to throw them under the bus a little bit. And so those dudes not cutting hair and they don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's ever since I started doing appointments actually. Me uh. doing appointments, you know, like got to be grateful on that. So it's like, love hate i got busy my appointments started booking out more it got more difficult to them to be you know to want to book in and be able to make it in when they want to so our schedules were always opposite so i'm not going to say they don't want me to cut their hair it's just you know they got to plan their shit now and haircut isn't always something somebody always wants to plan right which i understand i probably would have done the same shit growing up too (laughs) (laughs) so i still got love for them that's funny. So what's the hardest part, I guess, in this whole part of the barbering world that you felt like was something that pushed you back? Um, would you say, like, almost pushed me away from barbering? Yeah, like something that was like a trial that you were like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Or was there anything that you can think of that just made you kind of second guess what you were doing? So the crazy part, so when I was younger, again, I always did it as a hobby. I never anticipated to get paid from it. Uh-huh. Like even when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, I was still doing haircuts for free. Like somebody, we could have been at a house party, family party, 
and somebody being like, you know, you cut hair, you try to, whatever, you want to cut my hair? I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would have dropped everything just to get in there and start cutting hair. Um, and now, like, that's the part that's always stayed real to me. So it's like, even if I push away from turning it into a career, I don't necessarily feel like I would ever stop cutting hair. Um, just do it a little different, maybe. I'd say that one thing now is I feel like just staying so consistent and busy with appointments that it's starting to feel almost like a chore, like an actual job. So my thing is like, bug, how do I turn it back into a hobby, you know, right. but still support my family and do everything else that I want to do. But I can't say I ever felt like, or that thought hit me of, you know, pushing or quitting because it's essentially something I love to do. So I'm, I got to get better at it one way or another. <laughs> oh, I know that this most recent trip, I came home and at first I was like looking at feeling it in my beard because obviously I don't have any hair. But my beard, I was like feeling it. I was like, oh, I think he took it too high. But then I started, I took a shower, you know, threw my Mad Viking oil in there. And yeah. I was like, oh, it actually looks really good. And it actually <laughs> pops out again. It's starting to grow down. And I think it was because yeah. of how you shaped it. And yeah, yeah I'm I think very happy. I think what might have got you was that just that undergrowth from the neck. Yeah, just because it was it was so long that it kind of made it look like that was where all the length was coming from. So when I kind of cleaned that up to emphasize it more on the chin, it kind of made it look shorter. When it really was like that's why I told him <laughs> I'm like no, it just it you need to clean that up. It looks gross, and he's like no, but it's it brings out. I'm like no, it looks disgusting. Just get it fixed. Caesar will know what to do. <laughs> well, you know what? Here's a inside spouse hole moment. I come home. All of a sudden, she's showing me attention. Yeah. She's giving me little kisses. <laughs> I hadn't got any of this attention for She's like, let me smell months. that beer real quick. Right. I was <laughs> like, oh, okay, you can come kiss me again. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I existed. Yeah. When That's I hadn't happened. existed in a while. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your family? like? Your Did you have like any thing from your parents or grandparents or anyone kind of like that's not a real job like Ooh, kind of look down on it one. part of me going into barbering my goal was to get a general contractor's license so i was real heavy and that's the reason why i work construction just because you know because that's the field that i wanted to get into but i fucking hated school so it was more like i'm gonna put in the experience and then just do my thing to make it good work without it right um or just get licensed in a sort of construction field that i was trying to cater towards year three after which it was a year that i had to complete to start doing schooling and everything i'm like you know what i'm gonna start barber school <laughs> oh my gosh That's so like... year three is when you know essentially when i was gonna go do that that's when i was like i'm gonna go to barber school and my dad, because I was working with him, he's the one that's like, you know, the contractor. Um, my family, everybody does construction. So when I went from, you know, all high and mighty, oh, I'm gonna do this and this, you know, send you guys all this work or make it so we can all work together. And then I was like, I'm gonna cut hair. They're like, what the fuck? You know, like my dad almost <laughs> lost his shit. I feel like he lost his shit more than that than when I told him or when he found out we were gonna have a baby. <laughs> He's oh, like, no. what are you doing? You know, and he was a nice one about it. It was all my uncles that were like, what oh, the no. fuck? You know, like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, yeah, you know, like, it's what I'm doing. Like, it is what it is. I don't know. It was crazy, actually, because it was just more the older generation that looked at it as like, what the fuck? Especially my construction side. But then I had 
you know not that I honestly cared what anybody thought you know because right. that's how I do it uh, <laughs> you're just a bad badass bitch it's fine yeah <laughs> And see, and then I had all the friends and everybody else that were like, bro, that's so dope, you know? And it's just like, to me, it was what I wanted to do. Again, back to the whole passion, hobby type of thing. So I was like, shit, I got to get better. But again, at this time, this is at the same time as I was learning about, you know, just cutting hair. But to me, it wasn't barbering. Right. I didn't know what barbering was until I went to school. To me, it was just cutting hair. But yeah, going in there, you know, I had all those haters, everybody. And like they say, you know, sometimes those the closest to you are the ones that talk the most shit. Not in a sense to hurt you type of thing, but just kind of like, that's just how they see it. Right. Well, I feel like a lot of times it's them putting in their two cents on something where they think they're mm-hmm. being helpful. Yeah. But in the end, it's just like, look at it from my side. I've told you what I want to do and what I think I'm going to accelerate at. Mm-hmm. And you just shit on me. Yeah. But it wasn't even that, you know, because at the end of the day, it was just more of like that initial like, yo, this is what's happening, you know. And that's when it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then soon after that, you know, after my dad started me being into it. As I learned more, I'd be like, yo, check this out, you know, check this out. And then that's when numbers came into play. And I was like, see, look, you can potentially make this much. You potentially make that much. And my dad was like, what the fuck? Like, holy shit, people are really making a living off cutting hair. And I'm like, right? And I love cutting hair, so what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So when all that came into play, because it was just more ignorance, I would say, you know, just them not being aware of the situation. Again, growing up, we would always go to salons, you know, your typical spot on the corner. Even then, I didn't know barbershops, because I didn't know they were a fucking thing, that people specialize in men's cuts. Right. Um, So it was just, let's go get a cut. And I felt like they knew as much as I knew, except without the part of, them loving to cut hair or anything you know so I understand where they came from but again you just I just stayed you know like headstrong I stuck with my vision and kind of ran with it and to this day though you know any decision it'll be some other thing that I'm having in mind or something new that I learned that you present to some your family my parents you know brother sister and it's like they look at it like you're fucking crazy but then again and just back to ignorance you know not necessarily knowing about it enough to be like, okay. Um, but it's definitely have gotten to a point to where they're like, okay, this fool's always up to some trippy shit. Like, let's just let him be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> They've learned over the years. <laughs> <laughs> like, he does really well at what he's doing, and it's like, and then they'll tell me, you know what you're doing, and I'm like, fuck, no, I don't. You know, like, <laughs> I wing it just it. as much. I'm just running with what I think will work for me, and luckily it works. <laughs> so what advice would you give somebody that's going through that? Would you, like... If your kid came up to you and said something and he felt like everyone's against him, what advice would you give him? So me personally, do the same thing, you know, just if it went against it, kind of block it out or just kind of use that as like a motivation to keep pushing because I feel like essentially at the end of the day, all that matters is what you believe and, you know, the goal that you see ahead because essentially you're the only one that can see that, not anybody else. So just keep pushing. You know, you need to find that drive, then fucking sit down, meditate, think about it a little more. Is this really something you want to do? You know, or is what your mom told you to do going to essentially get you farther in what you, in your own life, or do you just want to do you type of thing? So to me, that's always just been my life overall, you know. It's just kind of, I've always been the outcast, just doing my own thing, not really caring what anybody did, but... I can't say the same for everybody else, you know, because everybody else is always quick to want to please everybody else and myself. I'm always like, 
this makes me happy you know like if you don't like it then peace type of thing or like it is what it is accept it or don't (laughs) (laughs) but i definitely say don't give up you know just keep doing you even if everyone else is telling you it's not going to happen then that's just a future they essentially see for themselves so that's what they don't want you to go through but if you see it better then keep moving through it that's good advice so if you were to think back of the first time you were actually in school for barbering now is that the first time you actually started like the straight razors and the more intricate work or had you actually picked up the straight razors before this point damn my poor little brother (laughs) so learning about barbering you know as i realized that it's like something that you could make you know turn into a career essentially make money from at the same time as when I started doing my research into barbering, you know, realizing what schools, you know, what the hell is barbering. Um, and then that's when I was like, oh, straight razors, this and that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to find a straight razor. <laughs> oh this was before school because that's how I did it with clippers, you know, just kind of got it and went with it. And my little brother, I'm all convincing him like, fuck, yeah, we could do this. You know, it'll be easy. Just throw a little bit of lather or something to make the blade <laughs> glide. I don't know what happened. Like, everything was so beautiful. The lines were super clean. And then, like, minutes or hours later, everything was, like, all razor burned. (laughs) (laughs) Like, in purple and red everywhere. I'm like, oh, crap. That was, like, one of my first experiences, you know, because with the the hardest part of the straight razor is just not adding any pressure like just put it on the skin and let it glide and back then it was like you know the digger the deeper you dig type of shit you know the closer Jeez. it's gonna get <laughs> oh my gosh. and getting into barber school that is a you know they definitely taught me oh this is how you hold it this is what you want to do with it so that's when i really got a feel for it but no i think that that is art it is Oh, for sure. And it's it does take a lot of time. Like, it's funny because in cosmetology, the teacher, the barbering teacher, would have us do it on balloons. And it's mm-hmm. crazy how often people pop the balloons because of the pressure that you put on, you yeah. know. And I remember when I did my first, I it was a final. And the teacher was like, you don't have to put a blade in it, but you need to try doing the strokes or whatever. But my dad was the guy who was going to come in for my model. And my dad's like, no, you're going to put the blade in. You're not going to cut me. Figure it out and you can do it. And I'm like, it's my final. (laughs) And I'm already super anxious. And so when I did it, I didn't cut him, but I was like, I know I could do so much better. But I remember then later on, um, I had somebody in my chair and I was doing the same thing, you know, like and you know go for the lather lather, but you're supposed to close the blade when you leave Uh, so i go to close it but instead of closing it in i close it on my finger and it cut my finger open and i'm like crap like what do i do do i finish do i not (laughs) because it's just so sharp that i didn't even like feel like i didn't even Mm. realize i cut it until i like looked down i was bleeding and so i like go to the you know the teacher i'm like hey i just cut my finger i just close this on my finger and she's like, well, let me look at it. And so she looked at it. She's like, you got to go to the doctor, dude. Like, you got to get stitches. <laughs> and so we ended up going to the doctor, and I had to get stitches. And I'm like, you cut a little bit of your tendon. It's going to be okay. But, yeah, you got pretty close to it. Mm. So, yeah, after that, I was like, oh, my God, I have so much respect. When I see you do it, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> well, I can say that you, you're... You were my first time going and getting a straight razor. Oh was my with gosh, you. he lost his virginity to you. <laughs> yeah, you. You took that from me. No, you that... <laughs> You'll always have that. Oh, you gotta respond. 
but that being said, I've gone to, I went back to your shop one time. You were busy because you did start getting busy and you didn't do walk-ins <laughs> anymore and whatnot. But you had a white gentleman in your studio. He said, I could fit you in. And so he shaved, he did my straight razor shave and he like, it just wasn't the uh. same. It wasn't the same. And he uh, also was a heavy smoker and he had like just finished smoking. And then he, <laughs> he just put a mint in. And so like the whole time he was shaving me, he was like right in my face with smoker's breath really bad. Oh, bro, those barbers exist. They're and I was just there. like, oh, some of those things are just like 101. You just can't do it. And yeah. it turned me off from straight razor shape for a little bit. Damn. No, they're out there. And that's the crazy thing about barbering is like not one barber is alike. Unless you're at that type of franchise, you know, or that type of barbershop where it's like, yo, this is how we do it. This is how you cut hair. This is what you're going to smell like. This is what you're going to dress. Then that's what you'll get. But you're but not you like go, that, right? You're hell no. Like, I take pride in everybody being so fucking unique. You know, rather that being the cologne. Somebody comes in going cologne. Somebody comes in, you know, smoking and doing their thing. And it's like everything is so unique it's like we're a team but everyone is so different and i think that's the best part and it feels that much more real because of it you know it could be that but essentially something like that could be good for me because then he'll come back to my chair so it's like i can't hate regardless but at the same time somebody that has that smoker you know might have a shit ton more friends that are smokers or a bunch of other people that'd be like yo i'm at home like hell yeah or they'll come back to my chair so it's like and that's the thing is like you pick no matter and that's what the thing I feel with different barbershops is I don't think there's necessarily competition I think there's enough haircuts for everybody and if your customer leaves somewhere else I feel like it's because you as a barber are fucking up you know and they're 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 taking that opportunity to go look somewhere else but if you do the best you can and kill it in the barber chair you know that don't even got to be haircut that could be personality that person's gonna stick with you um but it's just those little things you know that those little things that are gonna keep you to stay are gonna push you away so as a barber i don't know i kind of am grateful for all barbers doing whatever they're doing (laughs) keep doing it guys (laughs) and i don't know if he still and and for me i don't know if he still works there he was a really nice guy and everything it just like you said each person's gonna have their own taste and everything so i apologize if i offend anybody i don't even know who it is fuck it okay (laughs) (laughs) i mean this was back like day opening days basically like probably the first year of being open i bet so I don't know if you still have. Yeah, to say you just you hit know who six. you are. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you guys hit six years. That was, that was six, a party, right? Yes, six a years. little at a six-year anniversary in May. So we had our original grand opening party on Cinco de Mayo. We were there. Did we know that one? Yep, no, we were there no. on opening day. Oh yes, Damn, you guys probably we were, were actually. We did because I remember going. It was on a Sunday. Yes. And. I was in a shirt and tie, and I felt really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, Hell wow. yeah. Good memory. <laughs> yeah, I remember. We so we've been in there since day one. Yeah. And we also have uh, Cece, Caesar's lovely wife, with us. How has this affected you? Do you feel? Um, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> In like what way? Like so, it's been know. six years now. Do you feel like 
you're really enjoying the whole process or has there been struggle has there been times where it was like oh is this our best move or now i feel like you guys are just killing it but at first it had to have been there maybe some struggles there definitely was growing pains in and the beginning there's still growing pains, still growing <laughs> <They don't> pains. <laughs> <laughs> i guess you just come at them a little differently but when he first started I do feel, I don't want to say that I wasn't a helper or motivator, but I was kind of like, this was your idea, this is your dream, this is what you want to do, I'm just going to let you do it, and I will just stand by you and just kind of watch, and if you need me, call me. (laughs) And he was like, and he was, he would have plans of how he, he actually, before he opened his shop, when we actually got the lease assigned for it, saying that we're going to move in, he had to think about how he was going to design each station. And he actually drew out the station that actually is there today. (laughs) And he would be like, this is what I want it to look like. I don't know if it's going to look like this, but this is how I want it to look like. And I was like, okay, like, (laughs) sure. Like, I don't know what you need and don't need. But, and actually, I think we still have that picture because he even is like, look, it's exactly what I said it was going to be. And I was like, wow, it really does look like how it was going to be. But at that beginning, it was kind of, it was hard because I think at that time, there's, I think at the time, barbering was known, but not known everywhere. And so people would go to like some houses or used to go to salons and stuff like that and not talking crap on any salon. (laughs) But uh, people just went to things like that and didn't really go to a barber specifically. And so at that time, people didn't really know that they were existing or that there was some out there. So it was like he had to really put himself out there. So at the beginning, it wasn't like he had a ton of people coming in all the time. He did have people from the barber school and from a place that he used to work out previously before owning his own shop, but he wasn't there for very long, but the people who were there, he made an impact. So they did come, but it wasn't regular. It wasn't enough to be like, we're making so much money off this. Like, oh, no. fuck. So that's one thing we got good at is budgeting. Yes. Not necessarily budgeting, but yeah. what did, what did they say yet? Budgeting, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Was it was it budgeting or was it telling your wife not to spend money? Because that was like he was like, you can't be spending money like we used to. And I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) She's like speaking a different language because it's not my language. Yeah, he would. We haven't deciphered that language for him yet. (laughs) We still have this conversation. But now that and the thing now is like. Yeah, more money's coming in, but at the same time, it's like more money, more plans type of shit, you know? So it's like, I want to potentially keep growing, not just bring in money and, you know, throw it out in another direction. So that's where it's like, yo, you're kind of, you know, like not you, because we we definitely make a lot of joint decisions. But it's, you know, like definitely back to the whole budgeting to be like, this is what we need to put in here. We need this much here. And then of course the end, we need this much to pay all of, all of our bills to kind of keep it going. And so it's like, there's always something, you know, to kind of invest into or just kind of save to make for something for tomorrow. So it's like, yeah, we might have a little more cash, but we're still on a tight fucking budget. For sure. And I kind of love it like that. And also at the beginning, though, I think people think because it's funny because like the six year anniversary party, people were like, 
I can't believe you guys have been here for six years. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> we're always on social media. We're always doing so much. Like, what do you mean it hasn't been six years? But, and then, or they'll say, oh, it doesn't even feel like it's been open that long and you guys are doing so well. But it's like, nobody remembers that first year because not everybody went that first year. Right. So it was like, he didn't get a lot of clients coming in constantly. And he even actually had a really nice sports car that he sold <laughs> to help with money with that. <laughs> and well, to I help, it was, it was sure. money to like help us. So like, well, I guess it's still helping us, but it was like money to go into the shop. He wanted extra money to go into it because we had to, to build stay it alive and in to case stay we didn't alive. eat the first couple months. <laughs> and it, again, his dad, like he mentioned before, he would work with his dad. So then when it was slower, he would be like, okay, I'm going to leave one of the barbers that's working with me here to get the walk-ins but I'm going to go work for my dad one day out of the week or something because that first year is rough like I won't say that it's not it oh, is rough. I think that applies for marriage I think it applies for relationships that first year is the toughest year and now yeah. you're putting business on top of also your marriage you know you have mm -hmm. to make sure that your business choices are going to survive that year and then to see it through and now be where you're at today i just i'm way impressed that's all i have to say like i told kiara recently that kind of actually back when you first opened up when i had my straight razor shave i was just like i don't think i'll ever shave myself again <laughs> <laughs> and then here recently when i got the cleanup what, a week ago or so uh, I said, I definitely won't shave myself ever again, and I'm only going to Caesar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, you're welcome for having good friends. You're yeah, welcome. That's what I'm talking about. I feel yeah, we didn't know Kiara first, so. But we like you too, so it's okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I think people are surprised because I was talking to my sister, the, my little sister, my baby sister. You did it the back of her head. You shaved yes, it. Yes. And I was remember. like, you have to go to Caesar because if you go to a salon, like CC said, there's nothing wrong with salons. But it's just different. Like, you don't, they don't have the straight razor experience, I don't feel like. Yeah, and I don't want to necessarily say it's the salon. I just feel like it's more the education that that person got. It was just more catered towards longer hair, coloring right. hair. And to this day, you know, luckily, bar, I hear, I hear <laughs> um, a lot of cosmetology schools are offering a separate barber program. I even heard that cosmetology schools reduced their hours because... They're, I think it's like 12, 1300 hours now just oh, wow. for the cosmetology one before it was 2000. Yeah. And now it's like, it's just that. And if you want barbering, you want to be licensed as a barber, you got to go jump in and complete that course elsewhere. Oh my gosh, you should just go finish. I think so I'm done like, with my hours. Know, we, might, we might be talking shit on salons now, but in the future with the training they're getting, they might take it to another level. Right. Because again, you know, I just think it's the art of cutting hair and whatever you practice is what you're going to get good at. And they weren't necessarily practicing practicing that or had that idea of what the men's haircut is supposed to be so when they're doing their thing or somebody comes in they're like yeah look this is what they taught me at school isn't it dope fuck no but she's <laughs> <laughs> so just like no no it's not but you can think it that's fine but here's my, here you go you know it is what it is and that's kind of what I grew up with is that you know it's like 
it is what it is you just cut your hair i never really saw it as like oh this person cuts it way better up until i was way older that i was like damn i've been getting fucked up my whole life and <laughs> was cool with it <laughs> so what's your opinion on the fire cuts have you seen anything about that where they'll use fire in part of the process have, that's interesting i don't know if it does anything <laughs> I, I don't know what the point of it is you know it might be for more show it might actually be thinning out the hair in a way because what i've learned is they put some powder or something to, to protect the scalp and then they're like drenching it in alcohol but it's like you can andre don't hear this nobody try this at home but you can essentially put rubbing alcohol in like your hand light it on fire and it's going to burn the alcohol off without necessarily burning you you know, so it's like maybe something like that's happening where it's warming up the hair, you know, and allowing it to do whatever the hell. But I don't know. Not something that I want to practice. And the smell does not the smell, sound fun. Yeah, the smell. <laughs> Bright terrible. hair stinks. The so one thing that I saw once, though, I thought was pretty amazing. And if Utah's lucky, I might practice it soon. But this dude, he grabbed like a like some sort of long wire, almost like like a coat hanger type of thing. Um, and then it had like a cotton ball that was dipped in something. He would light it on fire and he was like tapping around the ears and like burning all the ear hairs off. Like all the oh. like ear hairs, all those little, I don't even know what else he was burning, but he would just like tap it and it would like shrink those hairs. I thought that was the coolest shit ever. If I ever get better ventilation, it might go down. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if anybody goes deaf in the process, just bring them over. We'll, we'll have them learn sign language with <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I saw that once on a YouTube clip or something. I'm like, I'm definitely asking Caesar his opinion on fire cuts. Oh man, it's interesting. I'm still curious if it even does anything or if it's all for show. Well, I would just be too worried about the what if I do it wrong scenario because mm -hmm. I I guarantee it makes your insurance go way up that you have to carry and. I even wonder if those guys that are doing it have insurance. You know, just kidding. They probably do. <laughs> How did your shop go up, sir? <laughs> Electrical malfunction. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be interesting, though. So when you set out to have your own shop, do you feel like at first you thought it would be easier than it turned out to be? Or did you feel like it'd be harder than it turned out to be? Damn. So I remember starting that shop and telling Sassy, like, yo, we might not eat one month, a couple months, you know, just kind of be on a super tight budget. Like, this shit's going to be real. You know, I never underestimated myself because I believe, you know, you get for, you know, the work you put in. Type, basically, you get what it is you put in type of thing. And in barbering, it's like I could be lazy and sit there all day and wait for people to come in or I can go find them. You know, here's my business card. This is where I'm at. You know, nice to meet you. You know, if I never see you again, you know, just kind of introduce myself. You know, the goal is, of course, to bring somebody in and then them leave and tell their homies and they come in too. And so I always kind of saw it like that. It's like if I make it work, it has to work type of thing. I don't know. I can't ever say that I was scared. I knew it wouldn't be easy. I figured out how much money I needed to pay my bills and, you know, to maintain food in our stomachs and everything. And that was my goal to try to at least bring that minimum. And once that minimum, you know, got easier and easier, that's when I was like, oh shit, like we're doing okay. But that minimum was like some straight budgeting type of shit. Like that's where, you know, that's where we survived basically is because of that. And 
so no i can't say that it was ever something that i said wasn't gonna work just because you gotta make it work yeah, I do. I have to say that. But even though it was really hard at the beginning of the that first year, it wasn't like I was ever worried that we would ever not have the shop or that it, we would have to get rid of it. Like that never crossed our mind, even even when it was hard. He definitely made it way easier because, <laughs> like I said, it was more all him, and I was just like the supportive person in the background. <laughs> but he never made me feel like this is like a bad decision that we did it was always like and she says said. it wasn't her either but she definitely <laughs> had a full-time job bringing in money she had her own paycheck so that helped us a lot too you know like we didn't just jump in and depend strictly on the barbershop that would have been terrible so having the two incomes you know and everything so her income definitely played a huge role into it especially once we got started especially hers being more of like the fixed income you're steady paycheck you want to call it and mine just being the more like yo if i don't go we ain't getting money type of thing but it worked definitely was a teamwork even though i can't she doesn't really see it that way (laughs) (laughs) i'm starting to kind of see a pattern i know with me in my life i wouldn't be where i'm at if it wasn't for kiara sacrificing and in turn paying my bills while i was going to school and while i was getting to where i'm at women got powers man don't know it a successful man usually has a very strong woman in his corner. That's true. I see those muscles. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> I have no muscles. All right. <laughs> yeah. Kiara has way more muscles oh, no. than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm turning red. <laughs> I'm purple. Shut up. <laughs> now, the other day, though, um, I don't know what we were talking about. We're talking about something, and Eric was like, "Yeah, I'm going to work, and I'm doing this." I'm like, "Bitch, remember I put you through school, so if it wasn't for me, <laughs> check yourself." I know. He was like, "All right, all right, you're right. I'm sorry, my bad." Oh, my favorite joke that I told all throughout school was, "No, I got a brown sugar mom at home. I'm fine." <laughs> and brown sugar tends to be organic. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's again. Whoa, forgot. forgot where he was at. Back. <laughs> and I didn't mean that in a way to offend anybody. Oh my god. <laughs> but if it did, oh well. Power to it. you. Power to you. <laughs> oh heck, that's that's good stuff right there. <laughs> again I'm Oh, that's never mind. That's gonna offend somebody. <laughs> Stop yourself while you're ahead. I know he's like, wait, that's gonna offend somebody. Save, save myself some editing time. <laughs> oh man. All right. So, if there's anything that you wanted to tell someone to educate them who's starting a, well, I guess I, I guess you don't see it as a competing barbering shop, but if somebody's starting and needs some advice from you about starting or getting the clientele or anything like that, is there something that you would definitely tell them to kind of get them going? So definitely, just like anything else, I would say start it. You know, rather that being getting on YouTube, watching videos, you know, going to the barber shop while you're getting your hair cut, but really pay attention to the barbers and the moves that they're doing. Um, I don't want to say go to Walmart and get a pair of clippers. That's what I did. You don't want to do that. If that's all you could afford, go do that. But go straight for the professional clippers and get a feel for what it really is like, you know. And you can find YouTube videos on what a barber would recommend or ask your local barber, you know, what tools do you recommend? I want to get into it. 
And since I'm here answering, I definitely some of my favorite Clippers would be the Wa Seniors, and with Trimmers, the Wa Detailers, and the Andis Style Liner, Style Liner Two. Those have always been my go-to. Uh, straight razor. Back to this one. So I did the balloon for a little bit, but then I had to keep it real. I shaved my legs a few times just to get a feel for it. If I was gonna razor burn anybody, it was gonna be myself. So it's like for a while I would. <laughs> I was with my sister at the time, living with her. I'd be in her living room with shaving cream all up in my leg. I'm like, oh, you, nothing's happening, you know? <laughs> like, I'm just practicing. But that, you know, so again, just do it. You got that good friend, you know? Luckily, you got a brother like Steven, my little brother that's willing. Maybe he don't know better, but you don't got to tell him. Just like... <laughs> And one thing I saw recently, um, to this day, I still study barbers, you know, because there's barbers doing greater things that I'm doing that something that I look up to. There's a lot of barbers that are doing great things that I can give two shits about. But there's always that one that's doing something that I can relate to. And when he I forgot his name, I hate that I can't remember his name because he motivated me a lot. But one of the things was he mentioned when he got started He's like, damn, this is really something that I need to do. And him and his, he, his friend would let him practice on him. And his friend would let his hair grow out long. And then he would just do a haircut a day. And like every day make it a little shorter and shorter until eventually it was real short. So he would practice so many haircuts within like a week. Oh, wow. If you're trying to take it serious, you know. Or you could just do one haircut a week, one haircut a month. Because just the feel of getting a feel for the Clippers is probably the hardest part. Because there's movement to it. It ain't about just hitting somebody in the head and going up with it type of thing. I won't lie. When you came at my beard with just the trimmer and you were just making a nice even pattern, yeah, I was like, don't move, don't move. <laughs> but it's just like, it's amazing how perfect at yeah, this point crazy. that you're now at. You know, I I just feel bad for the people that when you weren't this good at it, oh. <laughs> oops. Yes. There was razor burn, blood spilled, not too much though. Oh I, I never really <laughs> had anybody dripping, but I definitely left some marks and those people that I left marks on, don't let me forget it. <laughs> no, they do not. Hell he, has, no. he has really good friends and his brother and his cousins. I will be like, My remember dad. that one time? Remember that one time? And we're like, we know. Yeah, <laughs> was that I had this time. conversation yesterday. <laughs> he was like, yeah, he would always cut me. And he would never tell me when he was going to put aftershave on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. But that's how we do it. Shout out to Mikey. <laughs> we also have your son here with you Andre oh this dude's been getting lined up since he was probably like a month yeah he was his mom had no baby. say in his haircut growing up nope. so Andre we're gonna put the mic on you would you say that you've loved the haircuts your dad's given you yeah but from now like when I wanted to let my hair grow long I would not let him touch it <laughs> And just so everyone knows, he's rocking the mullet, and it looks damn good on him. <laughs> so is the mullet your choice? Yeah. So do you pick your haircuts now? Kind yeah. of. Kind of? So who's the other one? He, he will say that he wants a style or something, and then his dad will be like, well, we're doing that, but let's add this twist to it. So he'll have his mullet like he wants, but then his dad will be like, let me put a 
design. Let me put a spider in your head and around Halloween time. <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he just sits there. He's like, okay. <laughs> so, like, I think it was last year or probably the year before that one, he put a spider on my head for, like, hollow, for like the whole month of Halloween. Oh, and wow. then for uh, October, he put a Christmas tree in my head. And December, then, you mean. Or December. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, yeah. I bet it looks pretty cool. So what has been your favorite design that he's done? I feel like he's done, like, on the side of my head, like, a star inside a star inside a star, I think. Oh, wow. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I've done so many, I don't know. (laughs) I feel bad because I'll send him to school with the craziest designs, and I'm just waiting to get that phone call, you know? But I stay within the rules because they don't want letters, names, and none of that. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do whatever else I can do. Well, he goes to a charter school. I don't know if public schools are the same, but they were kind of like, you don't put numbers, you don't put letters. I was actually afraid that they would be like, you can't have designs, because I don't think I ever saw I was gonna a kid with his design, because <laughs> his charter school is where they wear uniforms, so he had uniforms, and he was that one kid that had the uniform, but definitely the mullet and a design. So have you got like a phone call then at all from any of his other never. parents? You've never got a Never phone call. got anything, and Not we're going to keep it that way. It <laughs> so Caesar just like tries to see how far he can push it, huh? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> he definitely does. <laughs> so your daughter, who's, did you cut her hair too or no? Yes. Yes, that's been a whole nother mission. When I started barbering, I didn't really want to learn how to cut women's hair. You know, because at the time I was focused on strictly men's hair because that's where my attention was and that's what I wanted to put all my energy towards. But now as I've gotten better at that, I've wanted to progress in cutting hair. Not necessarily color coloring or any of that, but, you know, learning how to do a legit women's haircut. Not, I, don't, I can't say it's something I would necessarily want to offer as a service, but... I want to be able to kick ass at a woman's haircut. And my wife and my daughter definitely helped me out a whole bunch on that one. <laughs> Sometimes it's pretty bad, but it works. <laughs> you make it work, huh? I'll make it work. But well, maybe that'll I'm, be a new chapter eventually. Yeah, and they still help me out a whole bunch because it's a whole other mission. That's funny. I cut my own hair. I don't trust anybody cutting you my do? hair. Yes. Well, I remember amazing. we went once to a salon. We were getting pictures then or something. Yeah, there's some, there some reason. It was reason. pictures, I think. But anyway, we were going to the mall, and there was like a salon or something that my sister-in-law was like, you know, you need to go to this one that's like super, super good, da, 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 da. So I go, and I'm like, I just want a straight line. That's all I want. I don't want anything else. Don't layers, nothing. Just a straight line. She goes, okay, I can do that. So she, you know, I sit down, get ready, starts cutting my hair, and I have Eric look at it, and Eric's like, it is not a straight line. Like, it literally goes up and down. Like, I don't know what she did, and I was, like, horrified. So I go home, and I cut it, and I fix the line, and I'm like, I'm never having anybody cut my hair ever again. So, yeah, I don't I don't go to salons for my hair. <laughs> yep. I learned that the hard way with haircuts, too. I feel like that might have been where I got a little better at cutting hair. Is just kind of being like, okay, if you were going to fuck up my hair, I'm going to fuck it up myself type of thing. (laughs) And that's where I got most of my practice. But even then, I was taking it easy on my haircuts. It was like numbers that I could easily blend into the top 
Hey, back to if you're getting started, you know, start cutting your own hair. <laughs> Don't wait for the next one or go get a mannequin. That's where they're going to start you on at barber school, too. That's true. Uh, yeah, the mannequin thing is a real thing. And let me tell you, he scares the shit out of people sometimes. <laughs> and me. He'll, oh, that he'll have. Too. Yeah, he'll put a mannequin head on, like, what is it, like a broomstick? <laughs> yeah, a broomstick. And then he'll, like, tie it to our kitchen chair. I don't know what he does to it, how he props it up. But he doesn't have, like, a mannequin stand by any means. But if he did, he would still leave it up like he has to leave the other one. And so it will just be in our kitchen, and we have, like, a hallway that goes into it that you walk by and you can see our kitchen. And so when I walk by the kitchen, I'm like, holy shit, there's someone inside our house and I didn't know. Well, we, actually, we actually have a couple, but ours are female. I don't know if yours female, male. It's well, they, they start out as a female. Oh, yeah. They're going to transform over time, I'm sure. But, I was like, so. they're gender neutral. <laughs> no, they're definitely female mannequins with men haircuts at the end. Gotcha. So we have a couple, and we had a roommate for a while, and I thought it was hilarious to wait for him to pass out in his bed and then to go into his bedroom and put one of the mannequin heads in his bed next to him <laughs> and then put the covers up over it and so that when yeah. he woke up he's looking at the mannequin oh it was the best it was so awesome <laughs> i had to have done that five six times to him <laughs> yeah those things are so funny but yeah i don't have anyone cut my hair but i know people need to practice but i'm like you if you're in a salon i feel like you kind of should have got that out of the way and mm-hmm. i don't know a straight line i don't think is very hard but yeah but good for you letting him cut your hair <laughs> <laughs> i know i've let him and my theory is like it's for us girls it's long hair i could like put it up in a bun right. if it's ugly <laughs> if it's a not even line just do something like a braid or do something else to it her hair is down and not braided so you must be doing something right <laughs> yeah and he did cut my hair last this is like three years in the making though so fuck like, i better be getting <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree with you. I, with cosmetology, I did not like coloring. I think it was just too much, like, way too much crap to remember for coloring well, It's like hair. no longer an art, per se. It's more memorizing formulas and science. First, oh, it takes the art away. It's like a science and art all in one. Not for me. I respect the ones that do it. But yeah, I do too, but I cannot do it. I was more... I leaned more towards barbering and then just cuts. I didn't like the colors. And then she marries so a barber. And it's essentially <laughs> just haircuts. So you have a hard time laser. with the word barbering because, you know, people are always saying, oh, you're a barber, this and that, you know, and I I got it from Jay-Z where Jay-Z's like, yo, I just happen to rap, you know, and me, it's like, I'm a barber. I'm not a barber. I just happen to cut hair. Like, I jumped into this mix and it's like, you know, I cut hair. It's, I'm not necessarily a barber. I'm not trying to do what every other barber's doing. It's just me doing what I do, and I love cutting hair. It's crazy. And you're, <laughs> and you're very good at it, I have to admit. And yeah. We really appreciate you taking the time with us. You know, I hope to get many more shaves and oh, let's cleanups. Do it. it won't stop. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thanks. <laughs>